In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Betches Moms, with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And hey, Brittany, how is your baby moon? It looked so fun. Yes. So if you were all following along, Betches Moms, I posted all about my baby moon. There was definitely a lot I left out. And I did that purposely because I wanted to save some info for the podcast and oh, for, nice. um, for the feed posts that we're going to be putting out. And um, you know what? So we went to Montauk mm-hmm. and I had an amazing weekend. Really? It looks really, really nice. You went to, I love Duria's. I love that place. So Duria's or Duray, I've heard, first of all, oh, if somebody knows the correct way to say it, Duria's, let me know. Because <laughs> I've heard like Duria's, I've heard Duria's, whatever. I've always said Duria's. So you say how or you Duray's. are. <laughs> no way. Is it Duria's? I don't know. <laughs> I went there and it's so good. And I had gone there uh, two summers ago and it was raining out and it was really gross, but we still just like the food's good. So we sat inside and um, I like I thought I had the experience, but we went this time and I literally felt like I was sitting in Positano. Somewhere. Yes, that's what it feels like. Yeah, it was just so nice and the food was so good. And we actually met two of my really good friends that live out there that uh, normal, they live in LA half the year. So we got to see them for the first time in a while. And the other half in Montauk? And yeah, well, in, in the Hamptons. Hamptons. Oh, good life. Yeah, very <laughs> nice life. Um, and so I was so excited to see them and we had such a nice time. And um, that was definitely like a highlight point. Um, but we just lucked out so much with the weather. It was gorgeous. Um, I napped on the beach. Oh my God, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it was really just a lot of eating, a lot of sleeping and not being woken up by Oliver. And the little things. Yeah. And just like actually having time with Noah to like not just like not feel stressed. Like we're always so stressed with work and everything else that's going on. And we just really unplugged and focused on each other. That's the, that was really also like the, the takeaway from my trip was like, oh, like this, the, the, where we were was amazing, but really it was like the kind of the disconnecting from your day-to-day responsibilities of waking up and like the emails and the work and just like being like in a relationship with your partner. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I like you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, (laughs) like not being like sort of living next to each other. Yeah. More like living like paying attention to each other yeah so that was yeah I agree that that's like a nice little thing but that's great it looked so nice did you stay at Gurney's we stayed at Gurney's 
It looked yeah. great. I saw Noah was working out. <laughs> Noah was working out. He almost had a panic attack because the gym was closed. And he was like, We'll never have that panic attack. Closed. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, don't work out. He's like, no, I have to. He's like, I need to sweat. I just need to sweat. Like, I was like, we just walked on the beach. I was out of breath. Like, that was perfect for me. He's like, no. So he like ended up doing some app. Yeah, you should do that now. Oh, outside. Yeah, that looked looked difficult. He was squatting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, he like gets very intense. I'm like, I can't keep up with that. Well, it looked great. I'm glad you had a relaxing time. Napping on the beach is like a sign that you feel oh. zen. <laughs> it was the epitome of zen. Did you miss Olive? Like, what was that? Did you feel? Um, I missed him so much, but I've been on vacations before without him, and I missed him more on those other vacations. <laughs> and I like feel bad saying that, but I just I I really really needed to get away. So like, I feel like it was just Fair. important. And I knew he was having the best time. My mom said that the only time he cried the entire weekend was when they pulled up to the house for him to go home. <laughs> oh, that's that means he was having a good time too. So that means, I mean, my mom took him to ice cream in the toy store every day. Of course, he was having a good time. <laughs> Win-win for everyone. <laughs> yeah. But overall, it was good. And I was glad. I was really excited to see him when I did. So we brought him back toys and he was obviously happy about that. Toys are the ultimate <laughs> bribe. Oh, we, we, we couldn't come back empty-handed. Right. That's for sure. How was your weekend? Um, how was my weekend? I packed. I'm moving next. Oh, no, yeah. No, I'm moving tomorrow. <laughs> so oh, say next oh week. so you have like a lot on your mind right now. Yeah, my life is crazy. But actually, um, it was it was fine. My I usually, or not usually, because I've moved twice already in one year. Um, I enlist my various family members to like do work and I pay them back through taking them to dinner. And um, my dad and his girlfriend came by and they like packed up the kitchen. And it's crazy because I noticed this time around of my packing up my whole apartment again, part two, because I'm pregnant, I had so much trouble. Just like I didn't have any stamina. Like I couldn't stand for that long. My my feet and my ankles were killing me like to the point where I couldn't stand. I was like, they're like, go sit down. Like, yeah. Oh, but I need to get my stuff. They're like, sit down, just yeah. point to what we need to do. And yeah. I was like, I literally have not my ankles. I can't stand anymore. So that was like challenging, but I felt like so ha- happy that they were there helping us. Yeah. And um, I don't feel that stressed out about it. Like I'm excited to finally get it done with tomorrow. Um, and yeah, that's that. And then I also went to a wedding, which was so nice to like, Oh, see I my friends. saw that. It was that like a so chill, cool. pretty wedding. We didn't, there was no dancing or anything. It was like kind of like a nice cutesy lunch with really good food. It was a blue hill. And, yeah, um, jealous about that. it was, it, it was great, but, um, <laughs> it was just kind of funny to be like pregnant there and it was also because it was like a wine pairing i was like fuck you fuck you that sucks <laughs> yeah um but like way to rub it in my face yeah, I was like, that, everyone's like oh this red really pairs with the meat i'm like fuck you <laughs> 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 whatever so i took a picture of the menu instead i'm like i'm gonna try these on my own one day <laughs> yeah um but yeah it was good it was a nice weekend i'm excited to sort of like just get it the whole thing over with moving <laughs> but, yeah yeah so 
That's good. I mean, there's just like so much going on. I don't know how you're doing it all right now. Remember the system one thing at a time. We're not one thinking thing. about phase two until phase one is over. We don't think about three until two C is on its way out. Two C. <laughs> you have sub bullet points the, in your mind. I do. Two A, B, and C. Although I forgot what they were, but I know what two is. <laughs> and then three we, is baby. Two is move into new home because okay. I'm, I have a month between where I'm living at my in-laws. Um, so, you know, again, we don't think about two until one is over. <laughs> right. And then I'm sure three has like infinite amount of bullet points. Well, that's what we're <laughs> going to talk about today. So like the yes. big, the big looming one, which is birth. Yes. So I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> um, so maybe we shouldn't have this conversation. No, <laughs> no we should. We should. Let's have it. So um, today we're going to talk all about the birth experience <laughs> um, from what you do when you go into labor, what you should expect, the options you have, some fears. So Alien, I've gone through this once yeah. and look, I'm no pro. Every experience is different, but I need to know like what you think what you think is going to happen. And like <laughs> just for what, like what's in your, like, what are you manifesting in your mind right now? Of like what's ha- going to happen when you go into labor? Oh my God. You're going to make fun of me because I don't really know what's I'm like, I think about like people are like, Oh, you'll feel a contraction. It's like, I don't know what that's supposed to feel like. Right. Um, so that scares me. Like talking about a fear, like I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. Um, but what I'm manifesting myself for myself is, also, wait, before I tell you what I'm manifesting is I don't also understand. And I maybe like my mom should kill me right now for saying this because she's an OBGYN. But what the difference between like actually pushing is and like being in labor is like how okay. like when people say like I'm in I've been in labor for like 17 days versus <laughs> not actually. But you know what I mean? Like, oh, I only push for like three hours. Yeah. So that part I don't really understand. So you're going to have to clarify that. Thanks so much. But my manifestation is, you know, drama free, like epidural up the wazoo and, um, you know, Rusty not passing out, Rusty staying by my head. And well, he is a nurse, so he should be able to take no, this. No, 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 no. We need, <laughs> we need to hold our relationship close to us. <laughs> um, he's staying up top. And um, so far, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know anything. I'm, I'm hoping for a natural birth as in like vaginal. <laughs> um, but again, like I'm not if I have to have a C-section, not stressed about it. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Like zero expectations. I expect to be in pain, but I hear it's like, you know, like the actual pregnancy of nine months is so much harder than like the time that you're giving birth. I'm praying for like the no drama of just like baby's born and healthy and she cries. And then I'm, I'm expecting myself to cry hysterically. I'm also scared about like how ugly I'm going to look in the picture (laughs) that that, like, you know, most importantly, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know how like, um, (laughs) they take a picture of you like with the kid and it's like, so sweet moment. (laughs) Yes. And you're like, I wish like, I, I wish people could see us right now, but your hair is like you're like spider yes, you're like yes, that's I like I've seen all these like women who just have their like makeup done and they look just so no. fucking thin. And no. I'm just like gonna look like just you know, I was just like, I don't know, hit by something. So 
But you know what? That's the reality. The women with the makeup is not the reality. So we're holding that. We're gravitating around that thought. So anyway, tell me what I should actually be prepared for. <laughs> okay. It's funny because I, I like a lot of what you're saying is I feel like a lot of what my mindset was in the beginning. I think that's, I think it's important to be positive that way and to think like, you know, I just know whatever happens, happens because you, if you know, you can't control any of this. Like if you do end right. up having to have a C-section, like, okay, it is what it is. And I was almost in the situation with Oliver where, where I did almost have to have a C-section because he didn't turn until, I don't know. 30, right. You said 30, he was 30, sunny 30. side up, well, which no, is that's a new different. term I heard. So, so we'll get into the sunny side up term because that has to do with my delivery. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what my experience was. And and I will say that no one experience is the same. Like mm-hmm. between, you know, and I'm sure, you know, speaking to different friends and like comparing and like for me, comparing birth stories are very different. Um, but I too was like, how the F do I know when I'm in labor? Yeah. And what happened to me was – I was woken up at like four in the morning and I kept getting period cramps. Like it just feels like kind of like an intense period cramp and they weren't going away. Like where? Like your lower, like your lower, like lower, yeah, like lower. Like I felt them like under your belly area, like 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 close to your vag. Okay. Kind of, but like like under feeling like an under feeling. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, But then also, if you start to get Braxton Hicks, which Braxton Hicks are, um, they're like non-painful false contractions, you might feel your your entire stomach. It's like all over your stomach, um, kind of more towards the top even, uh, tightening around, okay. around your stomach. Um, so like that will start happening. Um, and so this was going, I think I called my doctor. I like, so there's a thing called the 511 rule. The contraction comes every five minutes, mm-hmm. lasting one minute, and that lasts for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's when it's time to go to the hospital. Okay, but before then, what would happen? What so, would it be? This is what I was thinking in my head. I was like, okay, I know they're like kind of inconsistent. They're not close together. Like I started there. There are different apps. And this is another thing I could list on stories, um, but there are different apps where you could time your contractions. Okay. And that'll help you. So I was timing my contractions. They were super inconsistent, but I called my doctor when the office opened. So this was like four in the morning and I called my doctor, I guess they opened at like eight and he was like, okay, um, you know, you're in early labor, which early labor is just inconsistent contractions. You could be in early labor for weeks. You could be really? in early Yeah, you can be in early labor for weeks where contractions come and go. You could be just in early labor for a couple of hours, which for me, I guess my early labor started like two days before. How many weeks were you? It was my due date. Oh, okay. 40 weeks. Wow. Um, So they then had me come. I Now like 12 p.m. They had me come into the office. They're like, okay, let's check you out. Let's see what's going on. I think I was not even dilated yet. And they put a monitor around your belly 
and they actually measure your contractions. They were like, okay, again, like you're in early labor, they're inconsistent. You just have to keep watching them, go home, like do whatever. We went home. Noah and I both got manicures and pedicures. <laughs> we went to the diner. We just kept ourselves really busy. I think we went to the dog park. There was really nothing to do. And I yeah. felt like sitting at home relaxing was worse because I was just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So then around, and it started to get like super intense. And I think that we same went day. to, yeah. Then we went to the hospital around 8 PM and they, I went to triage, they check you, they won't admit. So I was having a hospital birth with an OB. I know there's obviously so many different ways you could be in a birthing center. You could be birthing at home. You could have a midwife. Um, by the way, if you have a doula or a midwife, you would call them over your OB once you're feeling contractions. But my caretaker was my OB. Okay. So um, I went to the hospital. I guess I was there for like two hours. They finally checked me. They're like, you're only two centimeters. I started hysterical crying. I'm like, you can't send me home. They're like, you're, you're only two centimeters. You have some time to go. So this nurse comes up to me. She goes, listen, go home drink a glass of wine and take some Advil. I was like, really? She was like, yeah, go Advil? do it. With the baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was like, take some Advil and a glass of wine. I was like, okay. So this now is like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, 1030. So now Noah and I are driving all over looking for an open liquor store because I'm like, <laughs> I need wine. I need, the nurse is telling me to drink. I need to drink. Yeah. Yeah. And um, nothing was open. We even went to like a supermarket. They had nothing there. So I'm like, fuck this. So I go home. I take the Advil again because I'm like, I don't fucking care at this point. I think I stood in the shower for an hour with just like hot water down my back. And I was taking lavender oil and I was pouring it all over the floor of the shower, just like trying to relax myself. I was literally doing anything. Yeah. Finally, because they were like, basically, they were like, don't come back until like you literally like can't like it's actually like what, what is the what is the amount of centimeters that you need to be dilated that you're you stay at the hospital of uh, three or four, I think three or four, but you were two. I was two. Oh, and I don't even think it was like a true two. I think they were like, you're just at two. And so I go back to the hospital now at like midnight. I'm like, if they tell me that I am not four centimeters dilated, I'm literally going to flip a shit. Like there's no <laughs> way I'm, I cannot go home. So there was, I had like all the residents come in, they checked me and this guy was like, yeah, like you're like still like, you're like barely three. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Finally, the doctor comes in. She's like, let me check her. She texts me. She goes, she's four centimeters dilated. Get her into a room. I was like, I need an epidural now. <laughs> Were you in pain? I was I was in a lot of pain and I was having back labor. What's that? Um, which like back labor is you feel it all like really badly in your back. It's like not only the front, it's the back also. And when you say you're in pain, where is the pain? It's just like rate, like imagine you're worse. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody. I'm just no, like, I just want to be prepared. Is the pain and, and in I, your va- vagina or is it in your it's all uterus? Over. Like you, like it's, it's like the central part is coming from like your lower uterus area, like where the baby's going to not like come out. Yeah. Like where the baby's going to come out. Like that's where the pressure is, right? It starts okay. from, and then it's just pretty much radiates all over. Like it's, it's really painful and it's 
like, but you get breaks from it because it like contractions come and go. So it's like, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. I'm like, okay, I could breathe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a break. Um, Nature's break. (laughs) Yeah. Nature's break. So finally get into the room. They gave me an epidural pretty quickly. I think by two, this is now like 2 a.m. I had my epidural. And first of all, I want to say that getting the epidural was the number one thing that I was scared of. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't, that was the only thing that scared me was the epidural. Why? Because it's a thick needle? Because it's a huge ass needle. And like also (laughs) it's your back, like it's kind of scary. Yeah. So like when you think about it. And um, I, the anesthesiologist and my nurse were amazing. The anesthesiologist came in like singing. He was like, oh, you're going to be great. Don't worry. And he (laughs) he honestly just made me feel so comfortable. And um, I was in so much pain. And I'll, I'll say this for anybody who plans on getting an epidural. If you're in pain, you don't, any of those fears go away. You don't give a shit. You're just like, give me everything to to make this go away. I do not care. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much where I was at that point. Everything went well. And once I got the epidural, I was like, all right, we're chilling now. (laughs) Because you don't Um, feel anything after that. Or what do you feel? One thing I was nervous about, I was like, I'm not going to be able to feel my legs. Isn't that weird? You, I don't know if this is everyone, but I still felt my legs. It's just I didn't have pain. So I think like the way they do it, it's pretty like they do it in a way where you're not, you know, it's not numbing your body. It's It's just numbing the pain. Yes. Pain receptors. Yeah. Yes. So like I was still able to move my legs. One side effect of the epidural was that and not everybody gets this, but I did get it or the shakes. You just can't stop shaking. Um, I did get that. I think they gave me something for it. I can't remember. Um, Like you just feel like you're shivering and it doesn't go away. Um, And then I didn't push until start pushing until 12 p.m. the next day. The next day. So, yeah, I went into labor at 4 a.m. on the 20th and I started pushing. What does that mean? What does that mean? Okay. So the labor is, so, so you're in labor, you're having contractions. So there's three stages of labor. There's latent labor, which is early stage labor. Uh-huh. This is what could last a couple of weeks, a couple of hours, whatever. Contractions. The inconsistent contractions. Okay. They're not intense. This is the least intense part of labor. Then you go into active labor where you're having like intense contractions, but you're not actually ready to push. And then you're in because uh, but 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 your 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 di- does it have anything to do with how dilated you are? Yeah. So when you're in when you're in latent labor, that's when your cervix is like starting to dilate. Okay. So you could you could be di- you could walk around dilated like up to three centimeters, <laughs> at like for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, can and um and then when you go into the active later, that that's when like your your cervix is, and also it's a facing. So a facement of your cervix means that it's thinning out. So your huh. uterus has to thin because it get because it's long, so it has to thin out and it has to open. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's those two things. So these are like the things that are happening, and then um after you're in active labor, that's when like you're going to be in the hospital or at home with your midwife, your doula at birthing center when you're getting, when you're kind of really preparing for that moment. And then you have to be 10, we know 10 centimeters to start pushing. But before that, also, if your water doesn't break naturally, Mm -hmm. Then they'll break it for you. So they broke my water. I think only like 15% of women actually have their water break naturally. 
which is like totally different from what you see in movies. Okay, but also different when, when you see in movies or like stories I've heard. Like, what about people who were like all, all immediately, emergently in labor at home and need to rush to the hospital? Were they just not having like the contractions or they didn't think it was a big deal? Does everyone get contractions? Can you not answer this question? Do we need an OBGYN? I think we need an OBGYN okay. for that, but I'm going to assume that like you have to have contractions. Oh my God. My mom told me a story of like in her past about this woman who thought she just was giving like had a bit take a big shit and she was like sitting on the toilet she's pregnant and she like suddenly was giving birth in the toilet wait did she know she was pregnant (laughs) yes but she didn't realize she was birth like she thought she was shitting but she really was in labor giving birth and then all of a sudden there's like oh fuck there's a head coming out not a turd It's like not funny, but it is. But, it, but like everything was fine. She's like, yeah, well, you know, everything was okay. But like, <laughs> like you tell your story <laughs> versus like when you're all, you have no idea that you're in labor. Like, I, don't know. I, I mean, I guess like, I look, look, there's a, every story is different. Again, I feel like a doctor needs to answer that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I would, I mean, I guess you don't have to be having. Oh, who knows? I we'll, don't we'll know. find out. We'll find out. You set it up front. Everybody's experience is totally different. You have different levels of like awareness of your own pain and your own body. Yeah. So yeah, that could explain a lot. <laughs> and I have friends who have been like, oh my, like, oh my god like pushing was glorious it was just like <laughs> such a magical moment i'm like are you fucking high <laughs> like no well what do they mean by that so well they like oh, oh like about it being like a, about what <laughs> like what do they mean by it was glorious like how could it be like be one glorious. of my best friends and she's gonna listen to this and laugh because like we were we always make fun of her she said it was like the best like she liked pushing like it was enjoyable for her and i'm Is like she I a big don't... workout person yeah no she's not oh that's so weird <laughs> and she just had an epidural that worked really well but i can't so really quickly i'll tell you the sunny side up part of this okay so I was 10 centimeters and I will say when you have to push, it does feel like you're shitting. Like it feels like you have to take a huge shit. But, like that's but when the you pressure is on the other side though. No, I guess it doesn't matter at that point. It's all coming out. Okay. Um, it, it feels like you have, you're, just, you're taking a huge, you're okay. like, I have to shit there. And they're like, okay, you have to push a baby out. Um, but they, at my hospital, this is my doctor. I, again, I don't know if this is, if you're getting an epidural, if all doctors do this, but they shut my epidural off a little bit uh, before, like a, like a half hour before. By the way, if you don't know, an epidural is like a catheter. It's not just a shot. I was literally about to ask, but I didn't know if I was dumb for asking. So No, I didn't know that. But it's hooked up to your back? Hooked up to your back, which like freaked me out. I was like, I, don't, I feel like I can't move. Um, but you can. They like tape it all up. But it's a catheter. And so it's like right. consistent. And that's how it lasted from like when mm-hmm. you get it to like when you actually said you were in, in – giving birth yeah okay so i start pushing and like nothing's happening and basically can you set the scene like where is noah <laughs> and are you noah's screaming 
I was not screaming. I was like, I was excited. I was like, okay, I get to push. Like, I didn't know what was about to happen. And where are your legs? <laughs> <laughs> my legs were... <laughs> This, this is where it gets interesting. So my legs were like, you know, your standard, like you pull your legs back and you start pushing like what you would think of. Like you pull them up like this. Yeah. You pull them up. You're like, in a, you know, you're propped up. Your back is propped up and your legs are, your knees are like pulled in. Pulled in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Noah's holding a leg back and a nurse is holding a leg back. And they basically tell you, they look at your monitor. They're like, okay, contractions coming. You have to push with the contraction. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so literally nothing's happening. And then what I didn't even know, they didn't even tell me this until like after. So Oliver was, so the baby is supposed to be head down, face down. Oliver head was down, like towards the bed. Yeah, down. head down towards the bed, face down towards your butt. I meant, uh, yeah, I meant head down towards the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Oliver was head down face up. He was mm. facing upwards. Upwards, yeah. So they had to turn him while he was in me. Like while I was pushing, they had to turn him to be facing down. So that was like part of it. It was like a thing and it was painful. And I didn't even know this until after. Um, so I'm pushing. Basically, I ended up pushing for four and a half hours. <gasps> and um, Like actively pushing for four and a half hours? So I did take a break midway through. I was like, I'm taking, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm taking it. I was begging for a C-section and I could feel everything because my epidural completely dissipated. I was begging for more of the epidural. They wouldn't give it to me. At one point I like grabbed the nurse's shirt because I was in so much pain. She's like, you need to get off me. I'm like, I am in so much pain. You have to give me an epidural. I am not pushing until you give me one. I'm going to sleep. Oh my God. (laughs) I literally, I took like a 20, 30 minute nap because I, I had to, You're I started so to get a fever. Oh my God. And I also like didn't sleep for like 24 hours. So, um, she, so like finally they gave me a little bit, they got like cleared to give me a little bit more epidural. And then I like came back to it and I'm like, okay, let's try again. Like another two hours. They were literally about to prep me for a C-section. Like they had me in, in line ready to go because also I'm pretty sure you could only be pushing for a certain amount of hours before it's like unsafe. Mm-hmm. Even though like Oliver's heart rate and everything was fine the whole time. Um, so the last like couple of pushes, they were like, okay, you want a C-section? Like we'll go in. I'm like, you know what? Let me just try for like, let me try to get him out like five more minutes. Why did you yeah. feel like you could? I just, I was like, you know what? I'm already here. Let me just <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. So I just somehow pushed him out. He ended up coming out. And also I forgot to mention in the middle of all this, at, at one point, no, they, the nurse was telling me that I was like, I needed to breathe differently. And she was trying to explain to me what to do. And Noah goes, you're breathing wrong. <laughs> I looked down, I go, I go, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> You punch him in the face. You're I breathing can't. wrong. We still joke about it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's funny. The funniest, like, are the stories of like the the moms yelling like profanities at the husband. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you. We're never having sex again. <laughs> like, I like. I guess people do. I mean, like, I wasn't doing it. I I guess people do that, but. I what like I actually started screaming towards him. I was loud. Like I'm pretty sure somebody said to me like you're gonna scare the other patients, and I'm like, <laughs> I do, my epidural is no longer present in my body. I'm pushing out a baby who's it's upside down. Yeah, and like what like what would you like me to do? Um, and then he also ended up coming out with his 
um, like elbow next to his head. Like so, like <laughs> like that, like his hand behind oh, his head. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So um, that was fun. That was painful. Yeah. Um, and also another little funny thing. I say this all the time. I was never so like we we were towards the end, and they were like, "Okay, like his head's coming out. Like you got this." I was, and they had the scalpel ready and and a Novocaine thing to like numb me because they because actually, so if you're gonna tear, it's actually better for them to just cut you because it's cleaner. Um, she had the scalpel. I was like, "You need to fucking cut me!" Like I <laughs> I was never happier to see a scalpel next to my vagina. Oh and my god, this is coming from somebody who was just afraid of that needle, and you're of like everything. Cut me you're up. just like I don't fucking care. And yeah, so and then everything was good. So they actually. I don't even remember this, but I know from Noah telling me they, I realized also after that they didn't put him directly on my chest and have a delayed cord cutting. Um, And they took him away and his head was like super cone shaped. And I was like, I was like, what's wrong with him? Is there something wrong with their head? They're like, no, 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 he's fine. Then they like finally brought him over to me. And I was like, wait, like what happened? They're like, the cord was around his neck. (gasps) Oh my God. Which is actually kind of, it's not not common but like it happens a lot um so did he cry like does that i don't even i don't don't remember remember. yeah i don't remember um but that he was fine but that's why they ended up like cutting the cord taking him away and um no and i were actually talking about that this weekend and then they brought him over but Oh my God. Holy shit. Thanks for sharing. That sounds crazy. The the wild part of like our biology is that like we are like made to forget that pain in a way that makes you want to do it again. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know. know. Isn't that crazy? Like even though you remember it, like right, you can retell the story. You're not so traumatized by that, that you would not do it, that you would not do it again. Well, I feel like I do have PTSD from it, which I was actually like today parents posted something about PTSD from labor. And I'm like, I truly know that I do have the PTSD from it. But I think the only reason why I'm kind of like, okay, with going into this again is my doctor keeps telling me like, it's never like this the second time. It's never like this the second time. And then what if it is? And then you're like, fuck you, I'm never coming to you again. I I just I just keep telling myself that it like I can't think it's not going to be the same. same. Yeah, but also I I just want to say that like this doesn't mean that like your situation is like plenty of my friends have pushed out a baby in five minutes and they're like oh no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know that. That's what I mean though. Like I'm open to all possibilities. I just want the kid to come out <sighs> fine. Yeah, like, that's all I care about. And uh, me too. I want to like you know, survive. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just want that to happen. But, um, yeah, I know somebody who a couple that the babies didn't, it was like a little bit more premature. That's also I'm a little nervous about is like, what happens if you have a preemie? Like, you know, but, um, and the baby didn't cry right away. And the dad got so nervous. He completely passed out and hit his head. Yeah, because he was so anxious that the baby didn't cry. Baby, it it all worked out okay. Like, it was a little premature. But, like, that kind of shit just, that also scares the shit out of me. scares me, me too, yeah. But, again, to keep things positive and also, like, I I, I do keep things, like you're saying, you're keeping it positive in your head. Um, You have to. You just have to keep it positive. Go into it with a negative mindset. 
And you can't go into it thinking like having expectations because no, no expectations. You really don't know. But also like, and all like I, yeah, I had, I feel like I had definitely, there are definitely situations and experiences that are a thousand times worse than mine, but I don't feel like I had an amazing experience mm-hmm. and like, it's fine. Like you're, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm doing it again. It's part of your story. Yeah. And it's all good. Do you have any advice for any first time moms like me of, <sighs> of um, like how to approach like when it's coming up? Yeah. I mean, I think that you just need to, I think you said it best. Like you, there, you can't have any expectations. You just need to, you know, do your research and just know that the 511 rule is definitely super important mm-hmm. and know your body. And it's like, it's really hard to say like, oh, you'll know when you're in labor because of this, but like, you will know, like, you'll just know, you'll be like, oh, this doesn't feel right. I'm like, right. this is labor. Also, there I mean, yeah, I Google everything that doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. And a big symptom of that you're going into labor is actually diarrhea. Oh shit, really? No, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> because you're, I don't think it happens to everybody, but it's definitely a big one because like all of your um, muscles and everything loosen and sphincter's not working. <laughs> sphincter doesn't work. Um, and so like it happens for that too. So if you start to get like a stomach ache, you just know, you know and you know you're close to your due date. Wow. Oh my God. Scary, but not scary. It's okay. No expectations. (laughs) No, it's not. It's actually like, it's exciting. You're like, I'm so excited to meet this baby. And also by the end of your pregnancy, like kind of where I am right now, you're like, get this baby fucking out of me. Mm -hmm. You're just so uncomfortable. And I think, I think it's like, like mother's nature's way of making you ready. Cause like, how could you not be scared of this? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's like you kind of like go into this mindset. At, something takes over, and you're just not scared. You're like, I could do this. I got this. And one thing that honestly helped me for somebody who has anxiety and is scared of everything, <laughs> like super neurotic. The one thing that I constantly would tell myself is, women have literally been doing this since yeah, since the beginning of time. Like there has never been a woman that wanted to give birth that, or that like was giving birth that like didn't give birth like. How long have women been doing this? Yeah. I mean, like, science today, thank God for science today yeah. and like making it even safer than from yeah. then. But yeah, everybody's and people did it without meds for people a while. People did it without meds. People did it without doctors. People did it in the dirt laying in the grass. Like you're not the first. You're not the last. Our bodies are literally created to, to push out a baby. That's right. what like women are created for. It's to push out babies. Yeah. And if you live in the U.S., if you're listening, just I'm very thankful for this, a lot of the good hospitals here because hearing stories from my mom and of like what it was like in the USS Soviet Russia (laughs) of like giving birth, not her, but like my grandma. And it's not even close to the same. So that's also what keeps me going is just being grateful for like the doctors and the hospitals yeah. And, yeah. And just know, uh, know what you want, know what you want to ask for and um, just be prepared for anything. Yeah. Be prepared. We've got this. Prepared. We do got this. Well, thanks for sharing that, Brittany. I feel like that yeah. was really traumatic. I've been excited to tell you that story just because like 
<laughs> and I think it's a good story. It is I a do. great story. It's full of twists and turns. <laughs> I know. Like any good story and a, a happy ending. A very happy ending. Um, all right. So now it's time for No Mom Guilt presented by Heineken Zero Zero. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. This podcast is all about being honest and real about life as a mom. We're also not interested in mom guilt. We all do stuff we're worried others will judge us for, but you don't need to feel guilty for any of the shit you do as a mom. So Aileen, you're going to share a no mom guilt story with us this week. Yes. Yes. It's not really a story, more of like a guilty feeling I have that's Sort, I know it's like sort, sort of ridiculous that I have it, but I still can't help but having it. I guess that's all a lot of the time that's guilt <laughs> in general. Basically, like I feel our baby kicking. Like I feel her kicking. I feel like how she moves. And um, I really want Rusty to feel it. Like I really want him to like see it, feel it you know, just feel more connected. And I try really hard to be like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. Like, look now. But then she stops. And then every time I'm like, okay, just leave your hand there for a little. And I'm like, she won't do it again. And then I just feel so upset and guilty because it's like, I don't know. It's I know it's not my fault. Obviously, it's it's her fault, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's not really my fault. It's no one's fault. But I no. feel bad because I'm like the person I. You you know when they say like the men, the husbands or the partners who are in the non-pregnant partner doesn't connect to the kid until they're born. Yeah, and I feel guilty to be the one that's connected. Like, that's where my guilt is. It's funny. I literally asked Noah this last night. Really? Yeah, because, like, well, now I'm at the end, and when you're at this stage, Rusty will feel the baby. Yeah. At 35, 36, how many weeks am I? I don't know, 36 weeks? I don't know. <laughs> 700. Um, <laughs> um, and I, I said to Noah, I was like, do you feel a connection to the baby yet? And he, like, was actually nervous to answer it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you could say no. He's like, I, like, don't. He's like, I do, but, like, I don't. He's like, do you? I was like, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just think that it's, like, such a different experience for them. And I guess, like, it makes sense to, like, feel guilty that you're feeling all this and, and they can't. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. Like, I logically get that, obviously, it doesn't make sense for them to feel like that. He can't even feel the kick. Right. Or, like, it's weird to wrap your mind about that there is a baby in there. That's also sometimes blows my mind. I'm like, how did it get in there? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so alien. Like, I'm, because I've like, I've had the experience of like where my stomach is bigger, like from being like a heavier weight. And sometimes I'm just like, oh no, this is an actual baby and not my bot, like my stomach. <laughs> so like that, that sometimes is wild. But that aside, I do feel bad that he doesn't feel it the same way. And I know there's really no nothing that I can do to make myself feel better. And I know that he'll eventually feel the kicks. I get it, though. You just want him to ha- be having the same experience as you. Yeah. And it's, it's not my problem. Like, no, I, it's not. You know, like I <laughs> I wish he could. Yeah. But I but I again, of course, I can't help but feel guilty about that. And so obviously I try to make up for it in so many different ways. <laughs> like, oh, let's read what's going on. He's like, okay. <laughs> but well, soon um, enough he'll be able to. Yeah, no, I know. But that's that's my I, I don't know if other people feel that way, but that's how I'm feeling currently. Uh, 
And you know how I try to make it up? I just constantly complaining about how pregnant I am. <laughs> you know what? It's not that great. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. No, really. Like, oh, this really, this thing is taking me for a loop. You know, <laughs> I don't feel like myself. I feel like all like my low energy. And he's like, uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. It'll be good. But Anyway, thanks again to Heineken Zero Zero. You know when you really want to enjoy that happy hour, but also really want to get that quick workout in? With Heineken Zero Zero, you can guarantee you'll crush that workout. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. The brewers at Heineken very kindly removed the alcohol and potential regret, but kept all of that good stuff. So it still has that same taste that you love. Now you can enjoy a cold one whenever you want and actually raise the chances of you making it through that workout. And did we mention it's only 69 calories? So get ready to sweat and give it a try. Pick up a pack of Heineken Zero Zero at your local retailer or get it delivered to your door. Must be 21 or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. And so that is it for this episode, this birthing episode of Betches Moms Podcast. We hope we didn't scare you. Um, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple. I think that's what you do now. I know there was an update. But anyway, follow Betches Moms on Instagram. Follow us. I'm at Aileen. Follow Brittany Appert Rich. And remember, there are no rules in this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.